Um, so as far as golf trips go, it's, um, it's a pretty rare setup. And welcome back to another park train. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan Singer. My other co-host, Matt Cermak, is on a plane right now. Couldn't join. Guys, thanks for hopping aboard another train. In case you're new, our mission on the park train is to help frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again on and off the course. And we believe that if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can essentially smile through anything. We interview PGA Tour pros, best-selling authors, CEOs, mental coaches, Everyday golfers like you and me and many more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy, help you get out of your own way, and shoot your lowest scores ever, and finally enjoy the ride. Guys, before we get to this episode, which is a, uh, a, a different kind of episode than we normally do, uh, it's been a while since we've done an out-of-the-office travel episode, which will be a little bit of a break for mental game stuff, and kind of just break down in a cool experience I had to go to Sea Island. Um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But first, we got to talk a quick word from our friends at Roback. Roback Performance Apparel, guys. Um, we've talked about it a lot. If you're one of those people that have heard us talk about it, you've thought about getting it, but you haven't pulled the trigger, um, let me just share a couple stories. I've had people DM us lately, text me, call me, that are like, dude, you were right. This stuff is unbelievable. I just had a guy, uh, I think his name's Chris, that follows us and sends me um, a DM with his cart, pictures of his cart. The guy is just, I'm surprised he didn't sell out the whole site. The guy's buying up everything um, with our link, and he loves it so much. And, th- and that's usually how people react. You get your first, whether it's you get a polo, and you can't believe how crisp and sturdy the collars stay, even after every wash how perfectly stretchy, four-way stretch everything is. The styles are incredible. The fit is perfect. Um, and it's starting to get cooler. So the Q-zips and the hoodies are back. And I'm telling you, they are so soft. They're so stretchy. What I love the most about them, and what I love in a good Q-zip and hoodie, uh, is I like a little bit snugger, tighter arms um, in the forearm so that it doesn't like ride down and get into my hands while I'm playing. And uh, it looks good and fitted around my shoulders. but And then it, it flows nice and loose down by the waist and in the midsection, which I know uh, all us guys, you know, it's not a bad thing. So, guys, what you got to do is go in our show notes of this episode, um, or really any episode, and tap the link uh, for Roback. And no need to enter a promo code. You'll get 15% off your first order. And if you're scrolling Instagram or Twitter, uh, check us out at the par train, say hello, give us a follow. And in our bio, there's always a link in there too, for easy access. So if you click that link, it'll say, get 15% off rowback. You tap that link, get yourself something nice. Um, I'm guarantee you, you won't regret it. It's all I wear. Okay. Thanks to rowback. We appreciate you guys. And, um, they're the best. All right. Uh, again, this is an out of office mini series. And so, um, anytime I get a chance to travel, you know, to a premier golf resort, I want to share it with the par train faithful and, um, sea Island was, was no different. Uh, like I said, with Sam, I have my good buddy, Sam waters, who just got married at sea Island and, uh, essentially did the impossible and scheduled a golf trip with a wedding sprinkled in at the end. We play, I played three straight days, including the day of the wedding. And, uh, you know, Sea Island is one of the premier golf destinations in the country. And uh, this episode is designed to give you everything you need to know about the courses we played, the type of golf it is, our favorite parts of the course, our least favorite parts about the course, um, the accommodations, food, travel, logistics, um, Really, anything you'd want to know about a, a golf trip, a bachelor party, a family trip, uh, we go through it all. So I just want to thank Sea Island um, for having me. And, um, you know, as gracious as they were, I, I, it's very important to me to give my honest take and opinion. Um, I've had the chance to go to a lot of really great golf courses and golf resorts and places around the world. And so um, we talk about the differences and why I like some things, why I don't like others. And hopefully you guys get, you know, 
our honest take, Sam's very experienced in the area. His, his now in-laws um, belong at a couple places down in Sea Island, so he's been down there many times. And uh, hopefully our experience uh, helps you decide if you'd like to go there. And so um, definitely give us a shout at the part train on Instagram and Twitter. Tell us what you guys think. If you've been there, we'd love to hear your take on it. Um, we'll also post a blog about this at thepartrain.com, um, which will also be easy access. If you want to go back and reference some things, if you're planning a trip there, that'll be a good place to find it. So thank you guys. As always, if we've added any value to your game and your enjoyment of the game, Definitely give us a review at Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference, and I want other people to be inspired by your stories. So we would really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, thank you, as always, for hopping aboard. It means the world to us. And, uh, guys, remember, enjoy the ride. Let's get to this interview. And we are back on the train. Sam Waters, welcome aboard. Evan, pumped to be here. I don't think there's a better way to start Wednesday hump day than jumping on the train. How do you feel about your first appearance on the train? I feel like I'm contractually obligated to say longtime listener, first time caller. It's an experience. Uh, you've had so many incredible guests before um, that, you know, ho- hopefully share with the train listeners some, some things they didn't know about, um, about some special places. Yeah, well, I'm pumped to have you. Just to give you guys context, Sam is a very good friend. Uh, Sam and I met at Uber when we were both working there. Sam lives in Los Angeles and is in my regular foursome that I play golf with. And uh, Sam also, probably more importantly, was the guy who became famous on the Par Train Instagram for turning his wedding into a golf trip. So Sam just got married, congratulations, in Sea Island. And uh, we were joking weeks leading into this that it wasn't really a wedding weekend. It was a golf trip with a wedding sprinkled in at the end. Give people some context about this weekend that you planned leading up to your wedding. Yeah, so it, 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 definitely, it definitely shook out like big time golf trip, little bit wedding. Um, <laughs> but I guess, you know, 10 days into it, we're still, still married. So that's good. Yeah. Um, I got down, I, I went down to Sea Island. Um, probably two and a half weeks before the wedding, get acclimated, adjust to the humidity, um, and also played about 10 rounds of golf. Um, but really wanted to, especially for my golf group, which, which, you know, and a couple other, my buddies, um, wanted to extend it a little bit. So kind of, you know, have a, a Thursday, Friday and Saturday golf round. Um, and a, a big thanks to everybody that, that made the effort to come down early because, um, I think it was a treat of a weekend and got to play, you know, a, a really, really special private course that a lot of times, you know, people wouldn't have the opportunity to play. And then a couple of phenomenal, you know, resort courses. Um, but it, it was, it was definitely a golf heavy weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So we played ocean Forest, so which, which we can talk about, but to give people a little additional context, Sam, your now father-in-law is a member at, a couple courses in Sea Island, um, or is it just Ocean Forest? Is he a member at Sea Island as well? Um, no, just Ocean Forest. Just Ocean Forest, and then, okay. But and they've then, been, mother they've been going down there for a, a long time. Sea Island's a special place for your now in-laws. Correct. So, you know, b- between the two of them belong to, to Ocean Forest and Sea Island and have been going down there for, um, you know, 30-plus thir- years. Let's start with just, well, actually, let's start with context for you as a golfer so people can understand the type of golfers we are. They know probably what I am, but let's talk about you as a golfer, your handicap, and your experience on your favorite golf trips prior, just to give people an idea of kind of your taste and what you look for when you go on a golf trip. Yeah, so um, I think I'm sitting at a 7.3 right now, um, which might be somewhat artificially low due to uh being able to just spray it wherever you want and still get around the la city courses um but but bottomed out i think i think at a 5.7 um and i'd say in the last 
24 months, um, especially living in LA and being able to golf year round, I really improved my, my ball striking and scoring and overall game a ton. So probably came down from close to a, a 17 or 18, um, you know, down to a six, now seven over the course of, you know, 18 months, 24 months. It. Um, the part train has helped the, the mental game has helped tremendously. Um, so that's kind of where my game's at. Uh, I have a propensity for a violent hosel. So that's my miss kind of just an unplayable hosel rocket, which is fun. I've seen um, Sam break a wedge over his, was it over your knee or did you hold it in front of your face and snap it with your hands? Over my knee. Only time I've ever broken a club. And um, it was quite, it looked quite easy. It looked like a very small twig. I really harnessed my inner Bo Jackson and just <laughs> quick snap. Um, and golf trips in the past, um, I've, I've done Pinehurst. Um, I've done a couple trips to, um, to the desert out to Palm Springs and have played a ton of courses there. Um, I belong to a club up in Manchester, Vermont. Um, so, you know, I've played in the, in the member guests there and, um, you know, love, love match play and, and that as much as, you know, just going out and having a fun round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say there's any specific course profile that I look for. I really appreciate the different features that different course architects are known for. Um, and, and it's something I really enjoy talking about, you know, as we go into the different courses, how the, um, how the architects and their other courses can kind of be seen um, in certain aspects. Um, and, and I, I think I always like to judge a course based on my best ball striking. So even if I didn't hit it the best while I was there, it's, and it's really tough to do. You got to put yourself in a, in a very specific headset to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but really like to judge a course based on, you know, if I hit a good amount of fairways and a good amount of greens, um, what would my overall takeaway be? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it's more of like, assuming I would have played it well. Like, don't let not playing well dictate your feeling on the course, essentially, is what you're saying. Correct. Yeah. And again, a lot of that attributed to my recent mental reframing of my golf game and my approach to the mental game in general, a la the par train. Sure. We appreciate that. So, okay. So to, before we dig in, let's review. Sam is a seven. I'm a seven. Heard of it. Uh, and... Uh, Sam has gone, been to Pinehurst. Sam's very familiar with East Coast golf. We both played in Palm Springs. I've gone to Bandon. I've gone to uh, Sand Valley in Wisconsin. So those are kind of two well-known um, golf trip destinations. So I think between Bandon, Sand Valley, Pinehurst, those are three great reference points. I've also been to Scotland and played. Um, so I think we've got a good range that will allow us to provide a non-biased, objective review on Sea Island as a potential golf destination. Let's just start with logistics, okay? Um, there's a lot of different ways to get to Sea Island. Um, I, from Los Angeles, flew into Jacksonville and then had a hour-ish Uber to Sea Island. Um, there's also a small airport. Um, called Brunswick? Yeah, Brunswick Airport, which is about 25 minutes from Sea Island. Um, And they offer three Delta flights a day connecting in Atlanta. So if you can get to Atlanta, you know, it's another 30, 40 minute flight from there. So, I mean, in regards to, you know, the track it takes to get there, depending on what part of the country you live in, it's not that dissimilar from most other well-known golf resorts. It takes a little bit to get there, but sometimes that can be part of the charm of when you arrive, you feel like you've made this pilgrimage. And uh, I guess the, the question would be, is it worth it? Is the trek worth it, in your opinion? A- absolutely. And I, and I think it's just, it's just long enough, you know, if you fly, maybe have a connection and a 30-minute drive or a direct flight and call it an hour and 15-minute drive, it, it's it's a travel time that's just long enough to get you excited and stay excited for the entire length of that, you know, hour and 15 minute drive. Um, as opposed to losing that excitement and having another 
you know, two hours left to go. So I think from that standpoint, it's, it's absolutely worth it. Yep. And I'm looking up right now, the tour pros that live in sea Island. It's Jonathan bird, Harris English, um, Brian Harmon, Zach Johnson, Patton Gazire, Matt Kuchar, Davis love the third Keith Mitchell. Who's been on the show, JT Poston, Hudson Swafford. So sea Island seems to be, uh, kind of a, a, a gem in regards to a golfing destination, at least from the pro standpoint. So I think you have to, a lot of people know that, but for people that don't, I think that attributes, uh, you know, part of the quality and the special nature that Sea Island is, is a lot of the tour pros choose to live there. So just something to, something to note. So Sam, um, in regards to, we talked travel, you can either go to Jacksonville. I think there's other areas you could probably fly into as well. I guess you could, where, is there anywhere else or is Jacksonville and Brunswick the main places? Savannah is about the same distance from Jacksonville. So you could fly to Savannah and then drive, you know, an hour and 15 minutes South to get to the Island. And in regards to where you people stay, um, you could stay at the lodge, sea Island lodge or the lodge at sea Island. I stayed at the inn, which, uh, they have shuttles going back and forth between the two. Um, pretty often you can request a shuttle pretty much any time. Uh, the inn was, uh, more affordable. I'd say it was around what, two, 230, 240 a night. Um, and the cool thing about the inn, uh, someone DM'd us actually that loves Sea Island. I think his name was John. He said the inn is like a courtyard on steroids. Um, so it's a nice hotel. It gets the job done. Um, but the coolest part about the inn is they have a simul- two simulators in the lobby. So you can play Top Golf in a simulator or other games. They have like quarterback throw and baseball pitch game and all these weird games so it's kind of cool to like come back from a golf trip and be able to like go to the bar in the lobby and play top golf with your buddies so the inn is a great option what do you think about the lodge and um other places people might stay yeah so the the inn's definitely the um the, the most affordable way to get into the sea island ecosystem um the other two sea island hotels and venues are the lodge um, which also houses the, you know, locker rooms and clubhouse for both the seaside and plantation course, which we'll get into. Um, and then the other one, which is, so the inn and the lodge are technically on St. Simon's Island. Sea Island is actually a very, you know, narrow island and strip of land. Um, and the only hotel on actual Sea Island is the Cloister, which is probably the most expensive option, um, but is just... I mean, the, the cloister and the lodge, I think, are both just spectacular, um, yeah. whether it's views overlooking the golf course or at, at the lodge or views overlooking the marsh um, at the cloister. Uh, they're, they're both just really top notch the whole way. OK, so now you guys got options. You know how to get there. You know where to stay. Listeners might be thinking, let's get to the golf. Let's talk about what we came for. Uh, I want you to talk about, you've played many times on all of the courses, thinking about the different destinations we talked about. What is the first thing you think people will notice or something that you noticed when you first get to Sea Island in regards to the golf? What's the thing you notice the most that sticks out? The thing that sticks out to me is probably the conditioning. Um, Seaside, plantation, retreat, which are the three Sea Island courses, the conditioning is just unbelievable um and you know coming from the northeast very different view of you know conditioning and seasonality and having it played on year round and different types of you know grass and agriculture um but they just keep the place pristine so i think that's the first thing that that stands out um and then the other thing is between the three courses seaside plantation and retreat i think they offer very different vibes and complementary vibes as far as a golf course go um, so I think from a full experience, it's really balanced just based on, you know, sight lines and, and the shot making required, um, and just the overall feel of, you know, marshy to kind of more inland. Um, so that, that balance across the three courses is awesome, especially for a trip where, you know, you're going to play several courses over, over the course of several days. So the retreat is public, 
Um, correct. So seaside plantation and retreat are all, you know, the sea Island resort courses. Got it. Um, but the retreat course is technically the members course. So you can be Got a it. member at, at sea Island in addition to it being a resort. Um, so they reserve, I think a handful of tea times at retreat, you know, for members. Got it. Okay. That's why I was confused. Cause I, we didn't, I didn't personally, I'm sure you've played retreat so we can talk about it as an option from your point of view. I didn't get to play retreat. Um, we played Ocean Forest, which is the private club that Sam's uh, now father-in-law belongs to. Then we played Seaside, and then we played Plantation. Um, for me, Sam, I would say um, first impressions, the vibe, to your point, you can feel the Southern hospitality, right? The Southern draw and the caddies, uh, it, it almost felt, I know it's not Kiowa, where, you know, Legend of Bagger Vance was the movie but it it has that similar vibe you walk in and uh the locker rooms stood out to me as like a timeless like something that you could have walked into 80 years ago right and it's just there's a, i mean there's a freaking kitchen that's baked into the locker room area so i walk into the locker room on our first day at seaside and people are like eating breakfast in the locker room I mean, that's not something I had seen before. I'm sure that's common in other clubs, but from a place that you can access, you know, a public club with like huge leather chairs and TVs and like pristine wood lockers that with Torpro's names on them, like the locker room. And you had the after party at your wedding at the locker room. I mean, we did. So I'd say that's going to be one of the first things that you notice. And it's not going to be uncommon for you to arrive. Make sure you give yourself extra time. Um, because I think it's cool to hang out in the locker room for a little bit, put your shoes on, kind of shoot the shit. If you want to get breakfast, I guess you can. Um, but the locker room is great. So the overall vibe of Southern hospitality, super high end. Um, and in regards to the golf, Sam, to me, I mean, clearly you're going to notice things you probably don't see in other areas. You're going to notice the marsh. Um, you know, and the wetlands and there's water, um, as well, huge bunkers, like humongous bunkers. I mean, like a 50 yard wide, maybe that's too much, maybe 40 yard, 30, 40 yard wide bunker. Um, and the trees, I forget it. I joked that it's like, uh, the tree of Awa from Avatar, <laughs> like the stuff that hangs down. You just feel like the spirits. <laughs> The, the, the Spanish, the Spanish moss hanging off yeah, the Spanish oak trees is, is so cool. Yeah. So you know, in regards to aesthetics, uh, it's it's pretty cool. You know, it's uh, it's a it feels big, right? It feels like a big property. Uh, people are really nice. They they know it's it's about Southern hospitality. They're there to welcome you. They're where to, they're there to give you a good time. Um, but it feels big. And I think it's it's a cool feel when you first walk in, especially at the range. You should talk about the the range feel because that's where you stayed the night before your wedding. Right. The so the the range is you know massive range complex. You kind of right have on one right on the water, um, kind of on the the inlet, the channel there from the Atlantic Ocean, um, and you have it's kind of set up in a way where you have one side that's, um, you know, for guests and for members hitting out into the range. Um, and then kind of caddy corner to that, you have the, the, um, golf performance center, which is, um, just spectacular. Um, ton of indoor bays, you know, incredible technology, um, amazing staff and, um, the, the whole, the whole range setup is so expansive. Really great short game area, you know, chipping, working on those tight lies, um, which we all need work on. Um, and the cottages that are right next to the putting area and short game area. Um, there's actually one that I believe used to be the previous golf performance center that they converted into a cottage that has its own bay, its own hitting bay in the cottage that opens out directly onto the range. Mm. Um, so as far as golf trips go, it's, um, it's a pretty rare setup. Yeah, that sounds pretty incredible. I mean, the, um, 
Yeah, the one thing I would say, um, let's talk cost for a quick second. Um, keep me honest here, Sam, because um, I got more of an industry deal when I arrived. But um, what is it? A little over three hundred around. Yeah, I think the resort rate is is a little north of of three hundred in that okay. area and for the seaside do... course. And then it's kind of tiered, you know, seaside plantation retreat. So what is uh plantation cost? It's probably forty or fifty dollars less than seaside. Okay. And do you know if they do anything similar to the way Bannon does where they do replay rates where you get half off the second round, or do they not do that stuff? Um, I'm not sure about replay rates, but I know that they uh, are super accommodating and, and welcoming as far as group golf goes. Um, so they will do, you know, group group golf rates and, um, you know, we'll set up the, the group golf coordinators are incredible. You know, they'll, they'll go out, set up a closest to the pin or long drive or, um, you know, if you have a, a big group of golfers that all have handicaps, they'll, you know, put together games, print out scorecards. Wow. Um, so they're really, really great on that front. That is really unique. I did not know that. So that's a huge plus. Obviously, it's expensive, um, but at least it's nice to hear that you're getting world-class golf and great service You know, to make your trip um, great. The one thing I will say, a little pro tip for you guys. I made this mistake. Don't make the same mistake. Make sure you get enough balls before you arrive because uh, I had just left my member guest and I wasn't touching a golf club uh you know after 27 holes a day and a grind of matches three matches a day and so I arrived to Sea Island and I was like oh yeah I lost uh I don't have as many balls as I probably would have liked so I went into the pro shop and I bought two sleeves and um the guy told me the total and I should have asked him if that was a mistake, uh, but I didn't because I'm like, well, it's Sea Island, so maybe that's just what it costs. And I just paid for it. $67 for two sleeves of Titleist AVXs. Okay, that's not even Pro-Vs. I guess they're around the same cost as a Pro-V, but uh, 67 bucks for six balls. So just a little pro tip. Uh, everything else in the pro shop, it's not cheap, but it's not crazy like that. Like, uh, you know, quarter zip was like 125 bucks. So pretty standard for a pro shop Q zip. But just keep that in mind. The balls were astronomically expensive. So make sure you get some balls before you arrive. And that yeah. might have been a mistake. You should have asked. You think that was a mistake? The caddies, I asked. They said that sounds about right. That's crazy. So there's actually a local golf shop on St. Simons called, I think it's called Edwin Watts. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's part of like the worldwide golf shops. Yeah. Um, good place to load up. Okay. Actually, I think my caddy was like, I could have driven you down Edwin Watts and gotten yeah. you like three, four dozen for that, um, or a dozen plus for that cost. Um, okay. Before we talk the golf courses, um, our caddies, we, we had four caddies every day. Are caddies required at, at Sea Island courses, or is that something that is just recommended? I, it's definitely recommended, and I would, I would echo that recommendation. Um, and because we played a lot of, you know, all of our tee times were on a, a group golf arrangement. Um, and outside of that, I always played with a, a member. Um, I was never forced to take a, a caddy, um, or a four caddy. So unsure if it's a requirement for resort guests, um, but definitely, definitely encouraged. Oh yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, this is a place similar to courses in Scotland, you got to have a four caddy for sure. And I, I think it's kind of nice. They, they add 30, I think it's 25 or 30 bucks a person. And they just add it onto your rate when you pay for the round. I think we might've given him like a 10 or 20 each after just as like a, a extra thank you. Um, but uh, this is a place where sight lines are very important. Uh, there's some deceiving uh, sight lines, but I'd say um, more so, I'd say that was more so ocean forest. I'd say seaside and plantation. It was more about the greens and the help of speed and line. There's, they're small and they're crazy undulated greens. So I think a four caddy is hugely helpful. But let's start with um, 
Seaside. Seaside, I think, is known as the premier course at the resort. Um, so if you're only going to play one, I think you would play Seaside. Seaside and Plantation are both home to the RSM Classic on the PJ Tour. I believe they start kind of like Tory um, in San Diego. I think they start on Plantation and they finish on Seaside. Keep me honest. Yeah, it, it's either that or um, Thursday, Friday are split one and one between Plantation yeah. and Seaside. And I think the weekend might both both be yeah. at Seaside. Yeah, I think that's what they do with Tory with Tory North and then finish on South in regards to at least the farmers. Obviously, the U.S. Open, it's just South at Tory. Um, okay, so Seaside is the well-known, probably number one course in the Sea Island Resort courses. Talk, I mean, first impressions, Sam, what comes to mind when you think of Seaside? So Seaside was, it, it's a, a Tom Fazio redesign of a, a Colton Allison classic. And between Seaside and Plantation, they originally had, um, there was an Oceanside nine holes and a Marshside nine holes, um, and then kind of a, the, the other nine holes that was part of Plantation. So over the years, there's been kind of some some combinations of those different nine hole loops and um, redesigns. I think the thing that stands out the most from the Fazio design is that you you do see those big flashed bunkers and really aggressive dog legs on a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fazio having done Shadow Creek in Vegas and Edgewood, and um, I think did Pinehurst four, six, and eight, um, at least originally, or you know, redesigned. Um, but but I think those features combined with pretty open sight lines. Um, I think just make it an awesome course. Uh, I think the greens are really approachable for how deliberate you have to be with your um, shot placement off the tee. Obviously, you know, on the marsh, a ton of water. Um, But I think all the greens kind of have those those pretty inviting, you know, skirts and are, um, you know, even if they're elevated and have runoffs on every side, they're still they're still inviting. Um, So I think super approachable greens kind of that that cool combo of, of low country and marshy and, but linksy, um, you know, a, a lot of native grass, but pretty clean sight lines. Um, and I think very, I'd say very fair green complexes, you know, they move when they get them going, they're, you know, incredibly fast. Um, but I, I think, I think fair, um, I had the opportunity. So the sec championship is there. Um, I don't know if it's every year, but it was this past year. Um, and I, on the final day of, of match play, which was Sunday, um, I teed off probably three groups behind the last match of the SEC championship, played from the SEC tees, and they got the greens rolling that week. You know, I, I'd played the course maybe five days earlier um, or a week earlier. And the difference in how they can set up the course and change the speed of the greens um, is really cool because it almost feels it, it doesn't feel like you're playing the same course every time, which is really great. You can go play it multiple times and based on the setup, it feels it feels different, which is really yeah. cool. I think to your point, it is very unique. Like there's not many courses in the country that have the marshlands, water kind of um, spiraling through the course in various ways. It's not just like, you know there's the ocean like it you know it flows through the layout in addition to trees lighthouses in the in the distance like it's a pretty unique um, mix of land but for me what stood out besides the wicker baskets on the tees or the the flag sticks which is awesome i had only seen that at marion i'd never known that other courses have that which is a nice touch I thought Seaside was, the layout was awesome. You know, I, I don't think, I'd love to hear your thoughts, Sam. Did you find that it was uh, challenging off the tee? Because I know that's something a lot of people want to know when they, tra- especially if you're going to travel all the way there and spend the money. I don't think people love feeling like if they can't hit a fairway, they're going to lose a ton of balls. Finding their ball is an important part of the experience. Uh, I didn't find it overly uh, narrow, I think it's definitely, it can be intimidating at times just because of, you can see a 30 yard bunker marshland water and what seems like 
kind of a narrow fairway, but more times than not, I felt like it, it once you're out there, it opens up more than it, it seems. I agree with that. I think it's, I think it's deceivingly, deceivingly wide and, and approachable from the T. Um, I also think because of the, you know, the whole formatting and the dog legs, um, more often times than not, you know, if, if it's a close to a, a 90 degree dog leg or something, you know, you, you set yourself up to, to play for the miss. So I think it almost forces you to, mm. you know, put your misses in a better spot. Yep. Um, so I think that combined with the, you know, I think deceptively wide fairways makes it, um, I, I think really a, a good experience or, you know, in this context, you're, you know, not a bad experience off the of tee. Yeah. And I don't think you need driver. Um, I think it's one of those courses where, you know, luckily, uh, after ocean forest, I found the driver, uh, more on seaside and then plantation the next day. So, um, on holes that you can hit, that you do hit driver. Well, you're rewarded. Um, but because of bunker placement, water placement, dog legs, I think it makes for a fun experience simply because you can get creative about what shots you hit. Because based on your sight line, you could take driver or three wood. And if you want to play more towards straight down the dog leg instead of cutting the corner, you can hit hybrid, right? And that's kind of fun to be able to have. It's, you know, it's not just a straightaway driver type course, which in California or at least LA city, we get a lot of that. So I appreciate if I'm traveling somewhere, I like courses that show unique character in every hole. Every hole feels very different. Every hole has a unique shape to it. Every hole calls for a different strategy. And Seaside, to me, had that more than any course that I played in Sea Island. Yeah, I, I, I totally appreciate that. Um, it, it, it makes you think on every hole. You know, it's not just, oh, we're going to, we're going to step up. We're going to bomb driver and wherever it goes, we're fine. Um, the, to your point, the strategy involved is I think a lot of fun. I also think you should only be hitting three wood off of every tee, but that's, (laughs) that's for (laughs) another discussion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sam asks me frequently why I hit driver. Although to be fair, Sam, you weren't in our group the two days as I was mashing driver, right? You were a popular man. You're the, you're the groom. So you kind of had to be with family and, and other folks and spread your time around. But if you would have seen my performance, I don't know if you'd be saying that. The guy hits three wood better than anybody I've ever seen. Maybe a close second to Henrik Stenson, but <laughs> just unbelievable three wood player. <laughs> I still got the original rocket balls. I can't replace it. So, okay. Uh, I read somewhere that, um, and I can't remember if this was, I think it was about both seaside and plantation we'll get to plantation in a second but i'm pretty sure they were called um second shot golf courses and that probably has to do with the greens are relatively smaller there's um there's pretty decent undulation and they're quick right if you're not used to fast greens luckily i was coming off a member guest where the greens were lightning so it wasn't as big of a transition but if i was coming straight from la the greens would have been a big adjustment so what do you think uh, these courses favor the most? What, what do you need to have dialed the most to perform well in Sea Island? I think it, it is definitely that second shot, that approach yeah. shot, um, specifically with the plantation course, which uh, I think the original nine holes there was, was Walter Travis and then was renovated by Reese Jones and then Davis and Mark Love a few years ago completely um, you know, redid the plantation course, keeping some of the original charm. Um, and um, shameless plug for Walter Travis. You know, I'm a big Walter Travis guy. Um, Hollywood Golf Club in New Jersey, the Country Club of Scranton, which was an which is an absolute gem. Um, Aquatic in Vermont, um, big Walter Travis guy. But I, I think at plantation, especially with the redone course, um, the greens are way more tiered and shelved than Seaside. So I think Seaside, you know, you have those undulations and, um, you know, certainly a tour level green complex. But if you leave yourself on the wrong level at Plantation, um, you have somewhat of a circus putt. Yeah. As, you know, it's, it, it's almost like you're on the wrong level. Three putt is, is pretty much the baseline there. 
Yeah. Um, totally. which is incredibly challenging if you're, if your approach shots are, you know, if your distance is maybe not as controlled. Um, but if you put it on the right level, really, really fun opportunities to, to go out and score. Put a bow into that. I mean, think about what we've talked about, right? I mean, you've got very unique nature and scenery that you're probably not used to if, if you've never lived in the South. World-class conditioning and quality. And then you've got, you know, some fun shots and circus greens that when you get up there, if like on, uh, I think it was 18 on plantation on our last day, it was a par five. The, the hole was like right on a crazy crown and uh, or right below a crown. So if you're on the right side, I mean, you could put it in the water potentially. I think that's a good review of like, to me, all of that together with crazy dog legs um, and a great layout to me defines what Seaside was. And I got off Seaside. I ended up shooting an 81, which wasn't bad. I mean, that I was pretty, I was pretty like, wow, that course was fun. You know, like I would love to play that course again. Plantation felt very different. I'd say I still felt like I was obviously in Sea Island. Like it didn't feel different in regards to the type of surroundings I saw with the marsh and the trees and the water. The bunkers are bigger on plantation. Bunkers are humongous. But the thing that, and I'd love to get your take. Actually, I'll ask your take first to kind of the main difference of what you thought of plantation versus Sea Island. But to me, the first thing I saw was front nine is straight away. Every tee shot off the front nine is straight away. Um, but that didn't, doesn't mean the holes didn't have character. So I'll kick it to you. Get your first impressions of how you would describe plantation versus what we just said about Seaside. Yeah, so de- definitely. So I'd say you're, you're absolutely right about the front nine at plantation being relatively more straight away. Um, but I think that's kind of married with really difficult greens and, and tiered greens. So it kind of balances it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the back nine at plantations a little bit more like seaside in the sense that you have to be really deliberate with where you're putting your shots, both off the tee and your second shot. Um, and I, I almost think of them as, you know, the back nine at plantation and, and seaside as, um, as comparable with the biggest difference being sight lines. So I think at Seaside, you have a sight line from the tee to the green, and it's a little bit, you know, flatter, marshier. Um, so you can kind of see the full hole and, and visualize, you know, shot position A, position B. Um, as opposed to plantation, you can really only visualize your first shot. Um, a lot of times, the you know, there, I think there's more trees and it kind of blocks out um, and, and protects the, the second shot a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really, you know, especially without a caddy, you don't really know what you're hitting until you're up at, at your tee ball. I've never really seen, I mean, you see it in Florida. I haven't played a ton of golf in Florida, so I haven't seen buckheads, you know, the, these wooden planks kind of lining, you know, the front side of a, a green, which is a, it's a, it's just cool. You know, it just looks cool. So I would say with plantation, the holes still have character, like I said. Like there's huge bunkers that kind of give the hole a certain shape, even when it's straight away. Um, there's buckheads in front of the greens. But what I found kind of cool about plantation is uh it felt more relaxed a little bit. Like I think if you're gonna go out and just kind of wanna hit around and I guess you're you're less likely to lose a ball on plantation i think than seaside but you're right i mean the back nine i mean my favorite moment probably of the whole golfing trip was number 10 on plantation which uh before we talk about number 10 the halfway house at sea island might be one of the coolest halfway houses it's like you walk in and it's like someone's home like super nice right on the practice green and the water and uh, the transfusions there at the bar are quite popular. And so we kind of started, I don't think in LA it's as much of a thing because we 
were having transfusions all weekend after we tried it for the first time, which some people might scoff at, um, which is for people that don't know, I feel like most people do, but for people that don't know, it's uh, vodka, uh, grapefruit juice, ginger ale with a splash of lime on ice. Grape juice. Oh, I said grapefruit. Grape juice. Grape juice. Grape juice. Very different. Grape, grape juice. I'm just used to saying grapefruit, I guess. And so to give you guys context, we make the turn. This is our last nine of the trip. And uh, we get our transfusions and we walk to 10. And 10 is this, uh, I'm actually going to go to it on the, uh, the tour. I'm looking at the holes online as I'm talking. It's sweet because there's water along the entire left side. Like, it's kind of like, um, I mean, not as dog-legged as 18 at Pebble, but to just give you an idea, it's like the whole left side is water, and it's a drivable par four. And I hit a draw with my driver. So um, I aimed at the right side. There was wind in our face. It's playing like 305 or 295, whatever it is. And I hit this low draw bullet, and I stick my drive to three feet above the hole and you know we had just gotten our our drinks and we're starting the back nine we're going crazy and uh unfortunately i missed the putt uh for eagle somehow i made birdie but i think that's uh there's there's a few holes like that you know i think even though plantation on the front feels kind of straight away it's almost kind of nice because you kind of settle in you're not going to lose as many balls um, there's still character to the holes and then the back nine comes and it's a little bit more dog leg. There's drivable par fours. There's shorter par, th- like right after the, uh, drivable par four, there's this huge long par three into the wind. So there's a lot of variety, I think on the back nine of plantation in case the straight away front nine of plantation, you know, would turn you off. Yeah, it's, it, it's really a great combo. And I think that is a good point of, you know, front nine, a little bit more straight away. Um, get into a groove and 10 at plantation is, is such a, such a good first hole for the back nine. Yeah. Um, because it's pretty much just, you know, green light, go after it Mm -hmm. and hopefully make, and hopefully make the putt. Yeah. I mean, you can't make them all right. I think I got a little tentative on that putt. I was trying to baby it and you just got to take your pure stroke, you know, let's compare them for a second. Uh, if people are thinking about going to Sea Island and, you know, maybe they want to play 36 a day or maybe they're only playing three times, uh, what would you recommend? What's your favorite course and why? And what if they're going to play one course more than the other, which one should they play? I think if you're going and you're going to, you know, play three or more rounds, definitely play all three of Seaside, Plantation, and Retreat. Um Retreat is, it's kind of across the road a little bit more inland, but has, has big time Pinehurst vibes. Um, Interesting. So, you know, tree lined, a lot of pines. Um, It's more in a, um, you know, with houses lining it. But other than that, the course itself has, has big time Pinehurst vibes. So I would definitely play all three. Um, I'm probably partial to, to seaside. I mean, I just think it's a special course. I love the marsh. and the layout. So if I were to, you know, run back any of them, I think it would be seaside. Um, but I, I think the balance of, of seaside and plantation and both requiring thoughtful shots, but very different as far as sight lines go. Um, I would, you know, you got to hit them both. Favorite hole on each. Ooh, favorite hole on each. Um, on seaside, I'm gonna say number. I'm gonna say number thirteen, which is a um, so twelve is a, a long straightaway par three, and then thirteen is a dogleg left with kind of these three giant bunkers right in the in the landing zone of the drive, um, and then the green is kind of tucked back to the right with with one of those. Um, with one of those steep bunkers um, and you kind of, you're going out into the marsh, into the channel 13 at seaside, I think is, is just awesome. Um, on plantation. Um, I think my, my favorite hole honestly might be the second one with the wooden, 
with the wooden pilings there with the giant bunker mm-hmm. because it's short enough where it really makes you want to take driver off the tee. Yeah. Um, but there's a big overhanging tree on the left. Yeah. So if you don't if you don't leave it far enough to the right, your chances are you're going to catch that tree and fall into that bunker. Um, so I think it's one of the better you know short par fours, but really protected. Yeah. Um, and then on retreat, uh, I th- think it's the sixth hole, pa- pa- short par four over water, very much like, you know, full swing out of your gourd and try and clear the water. Um, big elevated green that has, you know, two giant shelves on either side and a giant valley in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sixth hole there is, is a fun, a fun let it rip hole. Yeah. I kind of felt that way about 15 on seaside, which is your last par five of the day. Um, you've got two, I think it's two big bunkers on the dog leg, goes dog leg left. And uh, it's kind of like some holes we play at Skylinks in Long Beach, where you can totally cut the corner and try and carry everything. Um, but oddly enough, even we, we all, is actually a fun hole because Strat, Chris, and I, we all mashed like power draws. Um, and, uh, it was a little deceiving. We thought we'd be like well down in the fairway, but it still played pretty long. We were just in the rough over the bunkers and we still had like a long way in, but in regards to the tee shot, it's just such a fun, like you feel like you can kind of hit it anywhere and try and cut the corner and try and make birdie on the last par five. I think, was it hole 14 right before it? Yeah. Hole 14 is really cool, too, where you're kind of playing out towards the water, a shorter hole. Um, there's trees in your way, and then the green's kind of tucked back by the water before you hit this last par five. Um, 14 very much reminds me of um, the hole, the, the famous hole at, uh, at Harbor Town with the, mm. with the lighthouse in the background, kind yeah. of out into the marsh, little dog leg right. Yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of that going on there. Yeah, and then it's hard not to say 10 at Plantation. I mean, that's a hole. It's right by the halfway house. Like, if I had a guy's trip there, I I would prefer for us to get drinks at the halfway house, mess around at the short game and practice green, and just hit drives on number 10 and play number 10 over and over. I thought 10 was super fun. So, yeah, I would agree with you. Seaside was my favorite just because of the character of the holes. But Plantation was a lot of fun, too. I didn't play Retreat, but it sounds like if it's Pinehurst vibes, I kind of, you know, would have been fun if I go back. Um, It sounds like that's worthwhile to play as well. The one thing I would say in regards to um, Sea Island as a trip that we haven't talked about, Sam, I know we're getting close to time, but um, I actually think Sea Island is a great option if it's like a bachelor party or if it's a trip with family, because what I like about, I I don't think it's as good of a destination if I'm just going for the golf personally, because other destinations, it's all about the golf, right? And that's nothing against the golf in Sea Island, but like a Bandon or a Sand Valley or a Pinehurst, I think there's so many golf options. It feels very golf focused. Where Sea Island, you can make it about the golf, but Sea Island's great because, in my opinion, because everything is right there, and you can take shuttles back and forth. There is, um, there's so many activities. Like the the spa is amazing. Um, there's like all these outdoorsy activities yeah. you can do. There's archery. There's like talk about all the things you can do just in Sea Island, like as a group or with your family. Yeah, the Sea Island ecosystem offers a, a ton of, you know, there's there's the beach club, um, there is archery, a, a shooting school you can go, um, they, they have a fleet of custom boats that you can go fishing on, you know, inshore, offshore, um, they have horseback riding, um, a, a ton of, you know, guided nature walks, um, a, a ton of activities really for everyone. Um, and to your point, it is such a cool combo of, you know, you have everything within Sea Island, but then just the town of St. Simons and everything going on there, it's kind of just like a cool, chill, you know, normal town. So you kind of have both of those options to, you know, really lean into the, the Sea Island and the resort, 
um, or, you know, go, go hit up the local watering holes on St. Simon's that are, um, that are, you know, equally as fun and, and low key and great. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you're like planning a bachelor party and you want to have it balanced, you know, for people that don't play golf, um, I think Sea Island's an amazing option um, with all the different activities. Would I recommend it over Bandon or Sand Valley? Probably not. But, you know, I think what I might like more about the golf in those areas, I actually think Sea Island makes up for with other activities and the food is good. Do you have any, uh, we haven't really talked about food. Do you have any favorite food spots that people need to check out if they go? I mean, all, all of the all of the restaurants within Sea Island are um, are dynamite. But uh, as far as local spots go, Certified Burgers, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a place called Sal's Pizza, which is oh. a New Jersey guy made his way down there, <laughs> and obviously, you know, shameless plug for the Jersey guy, sure. um, but it's just great. We went to Sea Strike which is it sounds crazy but it's like this it's like this cool little sports bar with like a bowling alley in there that you don't even realize is a bowling alley it's just a cool sports bar that had the crunchiest onion ring i have ever seen you could hear i'm surprised you didn't hear the crunch of this onion ring back on the course when we went and got lunch after playing the round i had probably the best i never ordered turkey burgers but i got this like uh, Zatar Mediterranean turkey burger with like this feta um, crema, which was fantastic. And everyone loved their meal at Sea Strike. So that was a great chill option. Was the burger place that you mentioned is maybe, I wonder if that's the place we went to um, first night for dinner. Kind of a little hole in the wall burger place or was that a different place? It might have been that place, yeah. What was the place you mentioned? It's called Certified. Yeah. Cert- okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we went to Certified the first night. That was also good. Yes. Once you're there, right, it, it takes a little bit to get there. But once you're there, pretty easy to walk places. And you can have a great day where you mix in spa, world-class golf, outdoorsy activities, good food. Uh, and what more would you want out of a trip? It's, it, it's tough to beat. Anything we missed that you think someone that's thinking about going or wants to, you know, think about a great golf trip or destination with family uh, or friends that we haven't talked about that they need to hear? I'd I'd say it's worth mentioning that. um, So the, you know, two two of the private clubs down there, Ocean Forest and Frederica, um, if you have the opportunity and and can, you know, have reciprocity with your club and could get out there, uh, definitely do it. Ocean Forest is, I'd say, one of the more challenging courses down there. A lot of difficult tee shots, you know, protected greens, hazards, um, but just a spectacular mix of forest and marsh. And 17 and 18 are, you know, I think two of the best finishing holes in golf, Mm. Um, you know, right there on the ocean. Um, Another spectacular men's locker room. and it's also cool that you kind of have the pro corner of the locker room there. So, you know, Keith Mitchell and, and JT and Pat and Kazire, they, um, they have their own kind of little corner of the locker room, um, which is fun. Um, and then Frederica is, is really awesome because it's, it's super open. So you can really, you know, spray the ball and get around there. And if there's one thing I love on golf courses, it's sharp edged bunkers. Mm. And there's a ton of them there. Um, <laughs> Which just, I think they look awesome and they're just, you know, I, I think they're, they're super sharp looking. Um, but like, I'd say what really fun for the amateur golfer because it's open, really big greens. Um, I think the 17th tee box there is actually the highest point in the county, but it's all marshland. So the amount of dirt and sand that they move to build up that course um, is, I forget what the number is, but something crazy. So, mm. um, Ocean Forest and Frederica, incredible in their own right. And um, if you were able to get out there, um, you definitely should. Love it. Well, uh, thank you for coming on, Sam. Congrats again on 
the golf trip weekend with a wedding sprinkled in. It was a pleasure to go. For all the listeners out there, thanks for listening. If you like this format, we haven't done one of these in a while, so uh, it might be fun to go back and search out of office Sand Valley and get in, you know, go and kind of listen to that in contrast and see, you know, which one sounds more up your alley. But it's nothing like a good golf trip. So it's fun to be able to go to places and share our experience. And if we added any value, if you guys got anything out of this, a, uh, Apple Podcast Review would be largely uh, welcomed and appreciated. And uh, guys, no matter how you're hitting it, no matter where the ball goes, whether it's in the marsh or the water or a 40-yard wide bunker, what do they got to do, Sam? Let's see if he gets this right. No matter where the ball goes, what do they got to do? They just got to get on the train. And? I don't know. Enjoy the ride. Oh, enjoy. (laughs) I knew that. I knew that. It's all right. You're not Cermak, so I didn't prep you on that. I wanted to see. But hey, get on the train can, is part of we, enjoying the ride. We, we can edit that. All they got to do is enjoy the ride. I'm going to keep it in. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sam.